0: Welcome to issue 84 of Critical Encounters, a podcast about Marvel Champions, a living card game by Fantasy Flight Games. Here we take a good look at that most critical piece of the game, the encounter sets. We'll discuss those poorly understood characters, unfairly labeled villains, and their various plans to shape humanity and benefit the planet, as well as those so-called heroes intent on thwarting them. Hi, I'm one of your hosts, Mike, and joining me tonight is Steve. Mike. Hello, hello. And Daniel can't
1: be with us. He is lost in time and space. I think he has a court date from his Space Mace episode. Oh, oh. Yeah.
0: chumley, chumley, chumley. (laughs) (laughs) chumly, (laughs) chumly. Oh, that was great. Uh, This is going to be a shorter one because that last episode, Weird, was really long and took a lot out of us. Especially you, Steve.
1: Yeah, that that was fun editing. Thanks to our nine- Special guests. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I hope they did too. So Mike, I have a question for you. Oh yeah? What's that?
0: What's on your mind tonight? Hey, glad you asked, Steve. This one comes from Joseru. He says, when FFG makes their inevitable playable villain versus hero bosses version of Marvel champions, a la Marvel legendary villains, A, who should be the playable villains in the base box? And B, which villain will you be most excited to play? doesn't have to be from the box. And see who other than Iron Man will you be most excited to beat up? This is a big one.
1: Yeah, it's a good question. I I like it. Um I gave this I gave this some thought, but what about you? Did you what do you think?
0: Well, first off, I want to take issue with the the inevitable part. I don't think they're actually going to make that. I don't based on some of the discussions we've had in the R interviews about, you know, how they treat heroes versus villains, and also because they have a lot of heroes to get through. Like, a lot of heroes. So I I don't know if they're ever going to make it, you know, as much as we'd love to push them in that direction. But, hey, as a thought experiment, it's fun.
1: We did just get Nebula.
0: We did just get Nebula. I mean... She's a villain. She's a villain, yeah. Yeah. She's beating up villains in that one.
1: Yeah, Uh, maybe an anti-hero. She's more of an anti-hero, I guess.
0: Okay, so if we're going base box, base box, you want the easily recognizable villains. Maybe not the big guns, because you want to save a couple for the the inevitable expansions. So, I mean, Green Goblin is an obvious because, you know, he's, everyone knows him. Mm. Kind of pretty much for the same reason why they brought him out as one of the first villain sets. What do you think? Doc Ock? I
1: I mean, that sounds good, because then you could have a whole, like, Spider-Verse box, which we recently saw them spoil for Gen Con, right? Spider-Verse coming up. I gave this some thought, and I was trying to think of the same idea. Who could you start with? as a villain box who would those villains go up against in the hero collection so what I would like to see is a street level defenders box so the two playable villains are kingpin and he's got all like leadership and you know his network of uh businesses and you know he's the mayor at one point so he's you know he's not really a villain he is a hero in this case uh, and I think you could get a lot out of that. And then right next to him, you have you need somebody who's got like some sort of abilities or powers, more of a bruiser type. So I think you get Bullseye in there, who can right he can like shoot anything, hit any target or any anything like that. Um, so he could be aggression. He could have abilities where he's like bypassing guard because he's so accurate he can hit the you know the bad guy and avoid that kind of stuff. And then they play up against. You got to have your five. Heroes that they have to do battle with. So you have like a Punisher, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Jessica Jones, and then the real villain of the box, that two faced Matt Murdock or the devil of Hell's Kitchen, uh, Daredevil. Yep. Oh, yep. Yeah. 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 And and all very recognizable from the Netflix series. So, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, one thing I'll say is they do like to be as diverse as possible. So I can see them throwing Electra in there.
1: That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. Electra instead of Punisher. Right. Yeah. Right.
0: Because yeah.
1: Then, then you have some antagonists who are female and we don't have a lot of those. Uh, I, I like that. At least
0: not not street recognizable. When you look right. through the roster, my goodness, there is
1: they have a diverse cast of villains. It's just the average Joe doesn't know them. Right. Okay. So that's part A, but which villain would you be most excited to play? And it doesn't have to be somebody from that box.
0: Well, I feel like this is always going to be my answer but it's going to be probably the Magus. Although, you know what? I might change my answer here because if I'm going to be playing as them, I'm thinking oh, I do want to play as the spot. Oh, okay. The guy that throws spots and he can punch through them. They're little, like, portals. Yep. Yeah, because I feel like he would have a fun mechanic. There would be something weird about his card mechanic that would make him
1: just a joy to play. Yeah, I I think he would be fun too. Yeah. I would also go with the theme. Um, I really, really, really like... Taskmaster from the comics, so I would like a Taskmaster. Copy the things they're doing, you know, replay cards out of various discard piles, that kind of stuff. Um, I just Tony Master seems really cool, um, not the one from the MCU movies, but the real from one. the comics. Yeah, uh, so that'd be cool. Yeah.
0: Okay. What does that leave? That leaves um, who other than Iron Man will you be most excited to beat up? Well, you already kind of answered that.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's who I think would be in the box, but I wouldn't mind, you know, knocking Captain America down a peg, or um, maybe Doctor Strange, because he's just so powerful right now, so taking him out uh, could be fun. <laughs> I,
0: I would choose Wolverine. Ooh, okay. That guy is everywhere,
1: and he needs to get knocked down a few. Okay. Why is he still alive? Well, he gets knocked down, but he gets up again. I
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. He needs to stay down. Yeah,
1: probably not going to happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Too popular.
1: Yeah, oh, that's good. I those are that's a great question, Jossaru. I, I wish Daniel was here for this, but I'm pretty sure he would have just said Iron Man. He still wants to beat up, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Iron, Landmark, Iron Man Mark Iron Man Mark Two. Yeah. All right. So what's the, what's the story here?
1: Uh, so actually, talking about knocking guys down, we got a gang up here. That we haven't done one of these in a while, and I just wanted to mention this real quick. People have all kinds of different bling and storage solutions for their game. And I recently started using the dividers from the Tesseract game. I don't know if you've seen these, but these are these are great dividers. He's got all kinds of, you know, for every modular set and hero and aggression and aspects and all that kind of stuff. It's just one guy. He's making dividers for Lord of the Rings, Arkham Horror, and Marvel Champions. I haven't seen the other two LCG ones, not really, but I've seen the Marvel ones. They're nice quality. He seems like a real nice guy. And he's actually so heroic that he's just providing the PDFs for people to download for free. So you don't even have to buy his dividers from his store. You can just print them out on cardstock or whatever you want to do, and off you go. Uh, So I just wanted to say what a nice set of products these are and how amazing it is that he's just giving them away for free. So. Check out the Tesseract Game Dividers. You can find the free stuff on BGG.
0: Nice. And we needed some good news from the board game industry this week.
1: Yeah, yeah. Go check out his webpage. Just, you can just Google Tesseract Games. I'll put a link in the show notes and uh, support a local fan of the game. So. All right. Well, what is this episode
0: about? What is
1: it about, indeed? We are going to talk about a modular set, the Menagerie Medley. Woo-hoo. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, this will sort of finish off the Collector's sort of stuff, right? All the ones you would normally play for the Collector.
0: So this is what, four episodes into the Collector series now?
1: Yeah, and we still haven't even talked about his other scenario. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's right. Yeah, so Menagerie Medley has a piece of lore in it that is kind of fun. The Star Shark. Did you you know about Star Sharks before playing this set? I, I didn't. But they
0: immediately became a rival for the dinosaur at a time.
1: Yeah, but I also did not know about them, and I grew to hate them when I'm playing against them. So I suppose as a villain, I love them. Uh, So uh, I did a little digging because I'm like, what? You know, did they just make up this Star Shark thing or not? But nope, they didn't. It's part of Marvel, uh, which I guess I shouldn't be surprised at this point. But so a Star Shark, also known as a Space Shark, are like. Well, creatures that live in space that look like sharks? seems obvious, right? (laughs) They they apparently live in the Pegasus system, primarily. And they can vary in size, reaching upwards to 100 feet. That's 30.48 meters for our metric villains. Yeah, that's very large. Very large. Uh, They're super maneuverable. They're very fast. They can't quite reach faster than light speeds, but they can go very, very fast. They're very strong too. Like there's some issues where they knock Thor about. Uh, they give him a run for his money, and Thor's pretty strong. How do they fly in space? Yeah, they just do. Uh, okay, <laughs> they just they just can. Uh, I, I don't. They don't really explain how that works. They don't have like jet engines or propulsion. I, I don't know. Maybe they breathe in the void through their mouths and out through their kills. I don't know. They, they don't. They don't tell us. Uh, what they do tell us though is that. The brood, which we kind of talked about a few times in the past, um, will infect the star sharks and turn them sort of into like a living craft that they'll modify with weapons and other needs, turning them into the really big ones effectively into spaceships. So they might actually use these uh, massive star sharks to like crash into planets, they'll use the smaller ones to ride like steeds. Mm-hmm. So while we get the Starshark card, we can clearly see FFG's showing its hero bias here. As, as villains, we don't get a Starshark steed attachment in the game. We just get this minion.
0: We don't, and we don't get the brood either.
1: Right. I, I mean, I want to put, like, Red Skull riding a Starshark, you know, going after Captain America. But I, I guess we'll just settle for the Starshark itself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the Chitari. They also produce their leviathans by biomechanically engineering a uh, star shark a hybrid. So, the Chitari are utilizing these things. And in our picture our star shark looks like a great white, but there's another common version as well. Can you guess which kind? Is it a hammerhead? It is a hammerhead. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh I mean, what other kind would you pick, right? <laughs> maybe maybe one of the like uh sword Style ones but oh, yeah yeah so a few issues back we talked about monarch Starstalker, and i was really intrigued so i did a little more research and i did discover he shows up in a couple other runs he does one with wolverine where they end up in space in a spaceship so it's monarch and wolverine and some other people and they get attacked by a bunch of space thugs who are riding star sharks that smash through the hull of the spaceship that they're in, uh, and you, you get to see a you know a fight between Monarch with Monarch and Wolverine uh, against Star Shark and and that little crew. So that that was kind of fun to see. Space thugs. Yeah, they're working for somebody. It was very complicated, and I didn't pre-read all the ones before it. So,
0: so there is uh, a a profession of shark
1: wrangling. Right, space cowboys. Space cowboys. Cowboys eat your heart out, yeah. I haven't seen any space horses, just space sharks. So,
0: well, Steve, I did some research too. Oh, okay. Uh, I did. I searched psionic ghost and Marvel and found nothing. I searched collector and ghost and got a whole bunch of hits about collectible cards for Ghost Rider. <laughs> okay, uh, and then I gave up and searched for robot and Marvel, and you can guess how many hits I got, and mm-hmm. servant bot. Ah, uh, the collector has giant guard robots. That's okay. That's what I found. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like these these cards. Uh, perhaps you just have to have read the comics that they were in, because uh, it's really really difficult to, to find where the servant bot and ghost came from. So, if any listeners out there have any idea, uh, give us a glimpse into their backstory. We'd love to hear it. Uh, I just assume that the ghost is something that he has captured. Perhaps he's captured the memories of dead civilizations. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah.
1: Maybe maybe you couldn't find anything because you did encounter one and it confused you and you forgot oh. all about it. Hey
0: hey. Mm. There we go. We'll just make up our lore.
1: That's right. Yeah. But the servant bot. Listeners won't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if they're counting on us to give them lore, they they're in trouble. So
0: haven't you been listening to our show? It's episode eighty four. So, but the servant bot is actually a bot constructed to guard his collectibles. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Should we talk about these cards? Yeah, let's talk about them. I think you should start with the guest of Honor.
1: Okay. The Star Shark. And there are two Star Sharks. I guess that's a school of Star Sharks. Does it qualify if there's only Uh, two of them?
0: I think think it's a constellation.
1: Constellation of Star Sharks. Ooh, I love it. Uh, Okay, so it is a minion with one scheme, three attack, seven health. It is a creature and elite. It has Quick Strike. And Star Shark's attacks deal indirect damage. It has a special boost icon that says deal one damage to each character you control. Yeah. Okay, so it's it's tough. I mean, three attack, quick strike, seven health. The indirect damage is interesting. I don't really get that part of it um, based on the what lore and the little bit I saw of it doing battle. But as a card, I think it's a really nice minion. Yeah,
0: I, I think they probably reasoned it was too tough to hit to be direct damage or all in one swing.
1: Yeah, so this is interesting because you can, if you defend and have a two defense, you prevent two out of the three attack, and then you can take that one indirect damage and assign it to one of your allies. You know, allies. Oh my
0: goodness, and then trigger Unflappable.
1: Right, because you haven't taken any damage. <laughs> you can also just not defend it and spread three points out amongst three different targets. Yep. Yeah. Or if you block with an ally, you don't have to actually assign any of the damage to the ally you defended with. Yep. So there's not really any reason to.
0: So this card definitely has the maneuverability built into it with the Quick Strike. I feel like if this was an attachment for the villains, it would be the villain gets to
1: activate twice. Hmm. Yeah. Or uh, or something like you have to kill the Star Shark to dismount the villain, right? And then, then do battle with him. The boost is neat, too, because it is consistent with the indirect damage, right? Yeah. Except it, instead of, like, one indirect damage, it's you, you do damage to everything that you have, so. And, and seven health, so that's not that's not nothing. Yeah. All right,
0: next up, let's go to the Psionic Ghost. Two scheme, two attack, ghost traded. Mm. Four health, when revealed, you are confused. If you are already confused, take one damage. With a special boost, put the psionic ghost into play, engage with you. So it only confuses you if it comes off the top of the deck, but you still, I mean, this is a 2 2 minion.
1: How many of them are there?
0: There's four. Four. Yeah. These are, yeah, they're not to be trifled with. They can certainly ruin your day if you're not planning for them.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's four of them, and they have the like, or the if then sort of thing, so you could still be confused when a second one comes up. So you take a point of damage. That's not. That's not terrible, but it's not going to whiff. I yeah. don't know. It seems like I'm always in need of uh, thwarting right when it comes up, and oh, no, I'm confused. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's bad when it comes out with
1: a crisis cycle. With something oh, yeah.
0: else. I bet Star Lord has a lot of fun with these when they chain into
1: each other. Oh yeah, that happens. That's definitely a thing. <laughs> Does it? Does it? Yeah, I mean, they're when revealed, so you could flip over two or three of them. You know, get confused, take a damage, take a damage.
0: It is nice that they don't win.
1: Yeah, right. The boost icon. That's a that's another rules thing to be careful. You're putting the ghost into play. You're not revealing the ghost. Yeah. So you'd rather see it as a boost icon than a encounter card, I think. But then yeah. it still hits you if it's yeah. I mean, it's going to attack you because it's. It just came into play during the combat phase. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's four of them. I, I, sometimes it feels like there's 12 of them in there.
0: <sighs> yeah, it's it really... Just like the how Drang was made really minion-heavy by his modular sets, Collector is the same. Right, because there are nine minions you're putting into his deck. And just minions, once again. Yep. You want to take the last one? No, nah, you do it. Okay. There are three of these. Servant bots. One scheme, one attack three health guard and patrol. So you're not thwarting the main and you're not attacking the villain until you take these guys out. Annoying. They're, they're your standard grunt droid. They're, they're just to slow you down a bit. Uh, I don't know. I feel like rocket raccoon. This is fuel for him. That's fuel for Thor.
1: Yeah. I, I mean the guard and the patrol having both is nice thematically. It's, That's true. Patrolling around, you have to duck and hide in the collection, you know, in the collector's base or or whatever. You got to take this thing out before you can proceed with your mission.
0: I find patrol to be more disruptive of those two keywords. Yeah,
1: especially in collector two, the second scenario.
0: Like if if your first player happens to be
1: your thwarter,
0: it's like, oh my gosh, can anyone take care of this before my turn? They're like, one person's in alter ego form. The other person, like, nope. I don't have any events that do it. I have to play, I have to play this other card first.
1: Yeah. So it, it's also robot traded. Mm-hmm. Robot. Oh, it is.
0: I want to say that's our second robot. After, of course, Thomas Edison's giant robot. What about the Macrobots?
1: Are they robots or are they something else? Yeah, Macrobots are robots, correct? Okay, so you have jo- Edison's giant robot, the Macrobots, the Servant Bot, and one more robot minion. Oh, give me a hint. What uh, box? It's in the Rise of Red Skull box.
0: There's a robot in the Rise of Red Skull? That was our spoiler cards in the FFG. Oh my goodness! It's the giant robot from
1: the Atomic. Yes, yeah, the, the Sleeper.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> He's the only elite and Hydra-traded robot. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually, robot mo- custom modular set of all the robots. Love it. Love it. So what do you, what do you think about this set? I...
0: It does its job, right? It's suitably annoying for the scenario that it comes with. Mm-hmm. It packs a punch, and it slows you down, and it confuses you at possibly those wrong moments. In general, I like it. It It's weird seeing these total minion sets because I'm used to seeing them play off the, the side schemes. So right. I feel like the power of this
1: set really
0: depends on what you pair it with. Which villain are you going to put it in,
1: right? Right, like how does it play with, say, Rhino? Yeah. <laughs> and his set of schemes but i
0: like it it's got a star shark
1: yeah it's got a star shark
0: yeah play around with it. play around the challenge it's throwing at you it's not like a power set because we have zero boost icons mm-hmm. cards or nine cards yeah i think i'll give it a, a b plus largely for theme okay seems maybe, reasonable yeah maybe an a for the fun of the star shark and like a c for power
1: c plus for power and that bounces out to that, that B.
0: Yeah.
1: I feel so lost
0: without Daniel to just spit out a letter grade so so confidently.
1: I would think he would give it a slightly lower grade because he likes more variety. Right. Uh, and this just has a lot of the same thing in it.
0: But it's got a heavy hitter, and it's got a confuser. Yep. And it's got a thing
1: that says, no, don't do this. So it's got a defender. It's got all three bases covered. Yeah, you get, like a patrol guy out there and you're confused it's going to take you a bit to get to the yeah that thwarting it's definitely a a fun set and i think you got to try it out in some other uh, villain scenarios and, and see how it goes for sure for sure all right mike uh how do the fine villains at home get hold of us hey
0: do you have any star aquatic marine life that's cooler than a shark i don't think so but just in case hey we're soliciting your comments. You can email us at criticalencounterspod at gmail.com. We are Critical Encounters on Facebook. You can find our YouTube channel by searching for Critical Encounters Podcast. And on Discord, we are Vardane, Wandering Took. And he's out there somewhere. Big Foam Loaf. If you like our show, tell your friends. If you don't like our show, tell your enemies. Hey, Servant Bot, take us
1: out. I. The. Introverts.